Hello and welcome to episode 25 of Sports Business Updates, my podcast covering the biggest sports business news from India. And in this episode of Sports Business Updates, I have interesting updates about IPL franchises expanding their presence in the international T20 leagues. I also have interesting updates from all the developments in cricket on Web3 from India. I'll also briefly discuss Team India's sponsors for the ongoing Commonwealth Games in Birmingham. And I will give my verdict on India's first ever televised esports tournament by Nordwin Gaming and Star Sports. There's a lot to discuss, so let's get into the details. So our first update for this episode is about IPL franchises creating a global cricket franchise business by winning bids to buy teams in the upcoming South African T20 League. It has been reported that Reliance Industries, RPSG, Sun TV, CSK, Royal Sports Group and JSW Sports, who are owners of six Indian Premier League teams, have now been confirmed as successful bidders for the South African T20 League franchises. The open bid process was managed by Deloitte Corporate Finance and it attracted over 29 bidders interested in buying a franchise in the South African Cricket League. Over 10 venues were made available for interested bidders to own a franchise in and six out of them were finally shortlisted and all six of them are franchise owners from the IPL. Although this is uh, widely accepted as a piece of positive news and is um, especially good news for the game in South Africa, there are a few questions that need to be answered. One of the questions, which actually is a doubt, the South African Cricket Board has tried several times to run a T20 league, but they have failed. Uh, If you remember the Global League of 2017, which was replaced by the Mazansi League or MSL, which was completely ditched, will this league be successful? If you look at it, From a positive perspective, it could be successful because all the new franchises in the league are really strong. They have experience. Most of them have experience of not just running a franchise in one league, but if you look at teams like or or owners like uh, the 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 Royals group, they have a team in the Caribbean Premier League team as Caribbean Premier League as well. Pardon me, and um, you know so on and so forth with other teams. So, with that said, that could be a positive in terms of making this league successful because of the, uh, you know, the 10 plus years of experience that these teams have. And I'm sure they can chip in to ensure that the league is run properly from, a, you know, from an administrative perspective. Um, the second question revolves mainly around BCCI allowing Indian players to play in this league. So currently, the BCCI does not allow Indian players to play in any international T20 leagues. Meanwhile, IPL franchises have been making various investments in foreign T20 tournaments, including the Caribbean Premier League, the Emirates Cricket Board, uh, their new event. The Knight Riders group have also bought into the US-based Major League Cricket uh, tournament, which is being planned. They've actually invested money to develop infrastructure as well. Does this mean anything? Will the future of cricket mainly focus on these global T20 leagues? 
I mean, irrespective of what happens, it is safe to say that the IPL franchises have taken the first step in building feeder teams to benefit the talent pool distribution across their teams in global leagues. And if you look at the way these calendars are structured, it all revolves around tournaments happening around the year and finishing with the IPL, which basically means the future could look very different. We may not have auctions anymore. It could be more like how football clubs trade, the European football clubs trade their players. Uh, and most importantly, it, it'll all be about these uh, so-called, another technical term for this is farm teams. So the main team, uh, you know, who own the the company, they could own the own or you know own the franchises. They could use all these international investments that they've made in uh, various leagues to find talent there and move them to IPL, which would definitely end the whole uh, player, you know, the player auction in the future. Uh, but this is just my perspective. Of course, it. It will completely uh, differ when, um, you know, and we'll have to wait and watch and see what actually happens. But I think what is important is uh, this is similar to how certain Major League Baseball teams work, how NBA, how the NBA works. And most recently, we've seen feeder or farm teams, uh, you know, the model blooming uh, or blossoming in football with City Group acquiring teams globally and uh, and and also Red Bull who who have a similar model and uh, a lot of teams are moving towards that model through SPACs, uh, SPACs um, and, uh, you know, this seems to be the future of uh, not just cricket but a lot of other popular sports. So, uh, Whatever happens with other sports, it's fine. But uh, for cricket, this is a big step, and uh, it's it's great to see uh, Indian franchises, uh, you know, jumping into this. So uh, we'll wait, we'll have to wait and see what happens with with this league first of all, and uh, and then the near future of uh, of how this can affect the IPL and uh, how this could possibly sway uh, or, or make changes in terms of how BCI BCCI operates. Uh, permissions for for players to play in international leagues so that was our first update for the week moving on to a second update which is about all the developments from cricket on web 3 so um here's a second update uh new zealand the new zealand cricket uh board or New Zealand Cricket as a known and Dream Sports have signed a five-year agreement to create digital fan engagement products like NFTs, uh, gaming and merchandise through uh, their company portfolio. And this will be uh, the team's debut in cricket NFTs and it will all be developed by Rario, uh, which is a cricket NFT platform. So the New Zealand Cricket fans will get to access um, cricket history through these digital collectibles across player cards, video moments and cricket artifacts with uh, fiat currency um, and, I th and I think uh, these products will also be available in uh, will only be available in India uh, but yeah, I mean you don't have to trade using uh, crypto uh, currencies you could do fiat current uh, fiat currency as well the announcement of this deal is perfectly timed with the news of Rario launching its own blockchain after it transitioned out of Polygon and um, and, and it's now moving to its private blockchain called Rario Chain. Rario is set to relaunch the NFT marketplace in August after abruptly stopping the services earlier this year, citing changes in regulation. Uh, however, 
they will start the service or they'll resume the service with the new with the new deal that uh, the new zealand cricket and uh, also with cricket australia um, who are on the growing list of uh, you know the web3 and fantasy gaming roster for rio so that was uh, our update number 2 uh, for a third update we continue the theme of cricket on web3 and this time the news of uh, the news is about indian cricketer shikhar dhawan teaming up with two web3 startups to launch india's first metaverse sports city so shikhar dhawan announced he is collaborating with web3 fintech startups blip.club and web3 metaverse startup world in one metaverse or wiom as they're known to launch the first ever sports city in the metaverse the planned sports city will be a fully functional and sustainable multiverse economy with an aim to narrow the gap between existing offline sports or fitness avenues in the metaverse and as reported the uh, reported in the indian media the new sports city in the metaverse would be home to cricket stadiums sports complexes sports cafes gyms e-sports zones sports cottages running tracks a 3d immersive sports museum a sports library and a lot of other interesting features uh, with the global metaverse market anticipated to reach a market value of around 1803 billion by 2030 and grow at an annual rate of above 45.8% from 2022 to 2030 it is safe to say that the tech savvy shikhar dhawan is on point to become a sports become a sports on web3 leader so um we would like to wish shikhar dhawan and uh, blip.club and uh, world in one metaverse all the best for this amazing project that they want to launch which is very ambitious and with the recent uh, reputation that nfts and uh, meta and the metaverse and uh, of course uh, cryptocurrencies um uh you know has experienced uh this becomes even more challenging but hey i'm all for you know uh web3 in sports because uh, it's it's i really see this as a new form of uh, fan engagement and uh you know and fan um a fan sort of appreciation and recognition as well so uh anything anything around uh, sports um, on web3 be it nfts be it dows be it um, anything else i'm always uh, you know there to support everyone who's working in this sector and trying to build something interesting so that was our uh, third update for a fourth update uh, it's time to speak about uh, the indian olympic association and their sterling job they've done to uh, to bring in multiple sponsors for the indian contingency repping india at the ongoing commonwealth games in birmingham so um, yeah this is a bit old uh, because uh, the commonwealth games are already underway but of course i couldn't record this last week it was very difficult i tried uh, without a proper mic when i was in bangalore but uh, now i'm back in the comfort of my uh, lovely bedroom come office <laughs> with a nice mic uh, in london so uh, here we go um apologies for the delay but uh, the uh, the ioa has roped in nine brands to become official partners for team india and the brands include adani sports line who is the principal partner uh, jsw inspire which is a principal partner and the knitting partner uh, sorry <laughs> knitting 
knitting no they're not going for winter olympics uh, but uh, the kitting partner pardon me so uh, herbal life which is number 3 on the list uh, that's a nutrition partner and they've been around for a long time supporting uh, indian sports manyavar which is a ceremonial kitting partner adidas which is the performance footwear partner uh multiplex chain inox and dairy brand amul who are both on board as associate partners again amul is amul is a very uh old and ongoing sponsorship with the indian olympic association uh borosil uh which is surprisingly surprisingly the hydration partner and uh the most interesting partnership out of them all is sports for all which is on board as as team india's edutech partner so this is a list of all the partners uh, brands have come together to uh, support the indian contingency at the commonwealth games but out of all of these i think there are two partnerships that really stand out for me uh, first of all uh, the the sports for all part uh, sports for all which is um, which is a very interesting um, concept for development of sports at grassroots levels um, headed by uh uh by Mr Joshi uh um i think that is a very interesting partnership uh, because i was personally very excited when uh, this was announced when they were announced as the edutech partner for for team india uh, and you know it'll be really good to know more about what this partnership is all about and the and and as and when i find out more about this i'll uh you know try and get the news to you in terms of what the partnership is all about or even try and bring someone from sports for all to do a special interview with me um with that said i think that is the first partnership which is really interesting the second one being jsw inspire partnership for uh with uh, with uh, the ioa i think what's interesting is uh, jsw have been very actively involved in indian sports from um, you know owning franchises in um, in in football and cricket uh to to developing um, olympians and future future olympians to represent india at their uh, you know or the inspire uh training setup and uh, everything else that they do for indian sports uh they've gone one step ahead now and become kitting partners so it's good to see them moving into uh into yet another area of uh, of uh, of sports uh which could be developed and um and and that's why them becoming the kitting partner is really uh, very interesting uh with that said uh the partnership is quite i mean for, at first when i got to when i heard about this um, i was not too sure about it in terms of the time commitment and uh, you know if they're really serious about it but it so turns out that the partnership uh is not just for the 2022 commonwealth games in birmingham but it's also for the asian games in 2022 uh which are to be held in uh, hangzhou next year um and and of course the 2024 olympics in paris uh you'll see the indian team kitted in jsw inspire apparel uh which will help them diversify into uh the growing sports apparel market in india there's always room for development there and uh, we really wish uh, team india good luck for the games i think they're doing pretty decently and we thank all the partners who've shown immense faith in uh, indian sports and uh, supporting these athletes uh, who are uh, giving it their best for india at the ongoing um, uh, games so thank you very much um, okay moving on to our fifth and final update this is from the gaming and esports sector of india uh, 
again, this is a bit old, but I'm sure recent. Uh, I'm sure most of you all have uh, uh, come across this, and um, recently. Uh, India witnessed its uh, first ever televised pro gaming tournament uh, broadcasted live uh, on television, on linear television, taking esports to masses. Uh, and uh, it was not just linear, but also on OTT. And it was uh, uh, done on, uh, or it was organized on Star Sports. So the event was a Battleground Mobile India event, which was organized and produced by Nordbin Gaming. And uh, this has created history uh, in in a way as the first ever televised uh, event in esports but most importantly it has opened up opportunities for esports to get on tv and ott more frequently which can potentially lead to the esports ecosystem boom in india as an avid follower of esports developments in india i feel this is an interesting development because uh, india is the third fastest growing video games market in the world after Turkey and Pakistan, according to uh, PwC's Global Entertainment and Media Outlook report for 2022 to 2026. And uh, India's total video games and esports revenue uh, was around uh, 16,200 crores in 2021. And it is forecasted to reach uh, rupees uh, uh, Indian rupees 37,535 crores by 2026, which is an increase of 18.3% CAGR. This is this is really incredible in terms of uh, how gaming is perceived in India, and especially uh, you know mobile games uh, and how they have sort of uh, you know uh, uh, sort of leapt. They've, they've, they've jumped over uh, traditional video games and um, I think India really missed the trick on that but uh, the mobile internet boom has uh, contributed to this. Um, with, with that said, it's, uh, in the past few years, there has been some tremendous work happening in the Indian esports sector with a focus on sponsorships and managing teams professionally with agencies like Cornerstone uh, partnering with Godlike and developments happening in fan engagement with uh, you know with startups like Stan, and uh, the development of platforms uh, where you know gaming is uh, uh, live streamed. So there is uh, uh, Indian homegrown Loco, um, which is owned by Mr. Panta, uh, who uh, they have been making a lot of waves in taking esports and gaming to wider masses through the platform. And all this is just helping fuel the growth of esports uh, participation and viewership, making the sector worth following and, you know, in some ways getting involved in uh, professionally. Uh, it's always been my dream to do something within the esports sector of India. Um, and I, now that I've said it over here, I'll try my best to, uh, you know, try and work with within the ecosystem to grow it as much as possible. Uh, with that said, uh, on a very uh, personal note and be giving away my ambitious plans to you guys. Um, I don't know uh, if you've reached this far, but uh, this brings me to the end of uh, the episode. Um, and if you're listening to this part of the podcast, I would really, really like to thank you for tuning in and supporting me and listening to the updates from uh, the sports business industry of India. 
Before I end the episode, I wanted to inform you all that uh, the episodes, all the episodes of Sports Business Update podcasts are available on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts as well as Pocket Casts. So please listen to them and kindly share them with your friends and colleagues who are in the sports sector or want to know about how the sports marketing or sports business sector is developing in India. And with that said, have a great week ahead and see you all on the next episode of Sports Business Updates. Thank you and goodbye.